little man. I will destroy you! You sound like a jerk! If you ask me, everybody in this theater is a giant sucker! Especially you! I was saying, Bruins. Give me some sugar, baby. I got news for you, pal. You ain't leading but two things right now. Jack and shit. Jack left town. Now here's something we hope you'll really like. All right, we're rolling. You right. ready? Are we right ready? On. Right on. All right, go. I'm ready. My name is Mal. With me, as always, Dr. Morbius from Parts Unknown, and this is Bunch of Dorks, show 335. Mm-hmm. A lot of show. New band. New people. New Do- band. Dr. Morbius from Parts Unknown scored us a major player in the indie music circuit. That's right. The the main man from many bands, including the great Guided by Voices, Robert Pollard. I uh, I wrote, and they sent me some music, and uh, nice. And so, lucky you, listener, you'll be yeah. listening to some of his bands like uh, Boston Spaceship, Circus Devils, GBV. Wow. Now, is, can he be used on our other one, the Indie Circuit? I guess. I mean, does he curse? No, no, there's no cursing. No, Thanks. well, not that I know of. You know what? I'll uh, at home. Maybe I'll mix mm. up like a. I'll, I'll I'll do like a little mix of like ten minutes and then. Whatever, man. Well, I will check it out. Don't worry about it. But anyway, the Pollard's been around since the early '90s. Uh, you know, G Guide by Voices was uh, one of the '90s like do-it-yourself bands. It was all homemade stuff done on cheap uh, record players and like microphones, like 8-bit weapon, but they were good songs and the the cheapness of it or the or the crudeness of it or the the lack of polish, studio polish actually made these songs really good and he's really good at doing snippets. Like he'll take a song and just take the essence of it and it'll be a minute and a half but it sounds like a great song, you know, and nice. the guy is Maybe the most prolific rock and roll guy out there. I mean, he puts out like five or six CDs a year. Wow. With some of his other now bands. How do you, and how do you know him? How did you hear of him? Okay, back in the 90s, I was trading tapes. Mm-hmm. And on one of these tapes was uh, like four or five Guided by Voices songs. And I go, oh, that's cool. You know, I like them. So one day I was at, I was uh, in my, my lunch break at work and I was at a Barnes & Noble. And they had a music section. So I see a, a Guided by Voices Alien Lane CD. There I go. Well, you know, I'll, t- I'll bring it to work and listen to it, you know, while I'm doing my work. Yeah. So I bought it and I loved it. So at that point I started like buying stuff and then I found out the amount of music that was that was incredible. I mean, it, back in like the ni- back in say like 2000, he must have had 50 CDs. That's like amazing. The band so, the, including I mean, I'm CDs in the sense that some of them were full length, some of them were EPs. Some of it were singles, but I mean, there there are at least, bad from the 2000s, at least 50 separate CDs of varying length. That's like crazy. Yeah, this guy would just record everything that he did, and their 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 basic uh, live show is really interesting. You'll 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 appreciate it because <laughs> their whole deal was they would start the show sober, and the, I think one in the writer that they had was that they were supposed to be given like a, a case booze. of beer and as the show goes on Pollard just kept chugging he's drunker singing, and drunker he's and singing crazier. drinking and drinking by the end of the show he's slurring the words nice. but damn it he got them all right and he was like they were very much into inebriation at the that's time that's funny that's so, alright hey that's cool they're a good rock and roll band if, you, if you've if you been with us for the since the beginning you'll remember 
a lot of times uh, old Mao used to do that with BOD, and it got quite crazy. Well, well right now... Yes, right now I'm being very you're reserved. You're drinking some lemonade. I'm, no, I'm drinking some beer now, but I'm very reserved, and I'm I'm pacing myself so as not to get drunk during it, because that's no good. I I have, of course, and I'm on oxycodone right now, so yes, I'm feeling no pain. You're like Brett Favre. <coughs> as you're, usual. You're like Brett Favre. Yeah, I'm right. Brett Favre. Well, let's, uh, let's Except I'm not, I'm not like photographing my junk and sending it to anybody. You're also not working on a farm. Okay, so let's, um, <laughs> I'm going to drop in some no. of this new, uh, what is it, uh, Robert Pollard. Well, Robert right? Pollard in various forms of, various forms of various Robert. Various forms and, and of Robert Pollard. There we go. Right, we'll be right back. Springfield has become Woo! Springfield! the most polluted city in the history of the planet. Drama queen. To prevent your poisons from spreading, your government has sealed you all within this dome. Believe me, it's the last thing we wanted to do. I do own the company that makes the dome, but that's beside the point. What are you telling us? We're trapped like rats? No, rats can't be trapped this easily. You're trapped like carrots.
mean I actually have freaking sharks with freaking laser beams attached to their freaking heads? All right, that was our first sampling from Mr. Robert Pollard. And his uh, various bands. Various bands. Including God of Our Voices and Boston Spaceships and Circus yeah, Devils. The first one was, uh, so what did I play? I played I Killed a Man. A Man Who Looked at Me. Who looked something? Who Looks Like You. Okay, I Killed a Man Who Looks Like You. Looked Like You. Uh, little, The Littlest League Possibility. Possible. No, The Littlest League, league possible. possible. I'm not drunk. I'm just, I'm, I'm bad at reading. Bad Love is Easy to Do. The Unsinkable fat do- Fats Domino. Those are great songs. And No Transmission. Those are great songs. Right out of the yeah. gate, man. Boom. Yeah. So that was Robert Pollard, and uh, then also that was a lot of uh, Guided by Voices. Guided by Voices and uh, Solo and Circus Devils and Boston Spaceships. Yeah, po- go on uh, go on robertpollard.com, and I think you can buy most of the stuff on his website. Cool stores will carry it, mm-hmm. you know, and uh, definitely like uh, buy this stuff because it's greatness. And yeah. it's, uh, we're expanding your music knowledge, man. And your mind, man. Wow, man. So, so you had a busy week this week. Oh, I'm I'm exhausted. This week, uh, well, Sunday was the uh, auction. We had I put some stuff in like. Waterford crystal that was given to me. Oh, you had the the auction and on oh, that auction. Did you did you do the? I went to an yet? auction. No, 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 I went to the auction. Oh, yeah, yeah. And um, that's why there's a bunch of pictures in this room, which are artwork, framed artwork. Did this cat come from the auction? No, this cat just kind of uh, he was he's been part of me for a year. Okay. Now. Actually, they they just passed their year. Remember the kittens? How I always talked on there about yeah. the kittens. The they cats. they just hit their year anniversary. He's a cat. October 26th, they were a year. Don't even think about jumping up there. Oh, he's gonna. He's a wreck. He, this cat's a, a turbocharged freight train that's out of control. Anyway, I go to this auction. This was Sunday. And a uh, little hungover. Not bad. Just a little bit. Uh, and some of the stuff I, I had for sale was in there. So I was kind of just watching to see what that... And I had interest in a bunch of uh, lots... Uh, antique stuff, junk stuff, weird stuff, all that kind of stuff, and it, it all it got priced out of what I was willing to pay, and that's fine. That's the way auctions go. Um, I set a limit, and I go, no, it's not worth that. Towards the end of this auction, this they start selling. Now this this auction had had it was a uh, it was mostly one guy dead guy's stuff. Oh, what it's, it's all antique stuff. It was antiques, but it was like. A lot of it was mixed in, but a lot of it, what you could tell, was one dude's. Mm. That's all this stuff here. Towards the end, there was a lot of, of signed lithographs, signed artwork. And the back of it is all framed out of this Mark Humphreys art gallery in New York that's still there. So I'm like, okay, well, we'll see what happens here. So no one puts up their paddle, and it drops down, and I got seven art lithographs for... for, for uh, 25 bucks. Oh, nice. So it's all total, it's 30 bucks. Because I know I have this yard sale coming up. So I bought these knowing I'll make money on them. Because even if I sell them for 8 bucks a piece, I'm making money on them. You know, I'm making, I made 5 bucks. So what I did was I looked up some of the artists, and they're, these, some of these pictures are actually that big one there goes for like $700. This one here is like 150 That one back there is 130 Now, that's, stupid online price we all know that's not the way life is but i'll definitely make back 30 bucks and and clear and make money on them you know so i got them and just started putting up on craigslist and i'm gonna just uh that's the only thing i came home with you know what i saw the other uh, the other day when i was driving 
And I think today's today the seventh. I don't know. Uh, <coughs> eight, eight, the eighth. Oh, it was the yesterday eighth. then. There was a. Uh, it was a. What do they call it? Well. A state sale. No, sale? it was a doll show. And those are usually toy shows. It was. You know where it was? It oh, was like action figure dolls or just. You, a lot of times it's Barbies, but they they <laughs> everything gets. Whoa! Don't go up there. Any everything gets kind of like you know mixed in. So I remember going to doll shows. Back in the old mm. days, and they were really toy shows where they had GI Joes and Major Matt Major and all that stuff. But I saw, like it was on, uh, it was on, um, oh God, um, which call it that. Uh, at any rate, I saw it listed for like on the seventh, and I was gonna say something, but I completely <laughs> forgot about it. Is it me walking? That, uh, and then and then you like told me, Ox, and I go, oh shit, I forgot to s- tell you about. The freaking doll show or whatever, you know, doll and I think it was doll and teddy bear, but that means it could be anything. And it looked like it was at some, it almost looked like it. I saw the sign at some. It was like that old folks home on the East Bay <laughs> near Everest College or something like that. A doll show at an old folks home. No thank but, but, you. No no no. But I'm telling you, it was probably like at some hall there because they did just rent a hall. Oh okay, I know. What I, you're if I would have remembered, I would have gone, but I just didn't bother going. But those uh, those are fun. I like I bought some cool stuff. At some of those shows, really? like old toys and stuff like oh, that. Oh, yeah. uh, like all, all of a sudden you see this like monster old models and stuff right, like that. Because right, right. whereas, you know, the doll doll is a toy. Now, now again, maybe this was all just little dolls or whatever. But I've been to ones that are called doll shows, and they were also toy shows, and they had cool like figurines, figures, old all stuff. stuff yeah. Like my friend actually bought like a. That stupid movie, Mark of the Devil, the barf bag. They they would get the gimmicky barf bag. Come oh, in, look that's at that. awesome. You bought a Mark of the Devil barf bag at a toy show. Yeah, so. that's the kind of stuff. And that's why I I do like yeah. going to these old antique auctions and stuff like that. Because you know what? There's some weird stuff out there. And I find a lot of weird yeah. stuff. This room is steeped in oddities. You know what I mean? So it's just one of those things where I always go and look and kick around. And sometimes it's just like, ah, nothing. You know, and sometimes this one seems to be that there's a lot of consignment shop owners are there so they're buying up these lots to fill their junk you know do you stop at every um garage sale no no i uh, no i use i stop at some like if i if if i see it's more than one family or if it seems like it's a big one i'll stop but i'm usually so pressed for time i'm always pressed for time now it's weird i i always want to stop but i never do but it's like the only reason i want to stop is to look and see if they have like albums or books or That's something. That's it. But you can't really see because it's so much clothing and crap. And I always, I do stop and kick around sometimes just because you can find some. Like uh, on the way to uh, my Saturday thing, I went, I went around this corner and and right across the street they were having a few houses that had stuff out. So I picked up a bunch of games for an old game system I have up in the attic because they were like a buck each. Yeah. So yeah. at that price, I knew I was making money. I just grabbed them up, you know, and just bought them out and said, whatever, just, you know, I don't care about Harry Potter and the Goblet of Who Gives a Crap, but I got it for a dollar, so it's worth more than that. I I remember one time years ago, this was a while, about four years ago, when Craigslist was kind of new, I saw, like, Mm. a guy where I used to work at showed me a listing. They were having, like, one of those, somebody bought, like, a, um, whatchamacallit, like, a lot, and there was a, a bunch of comics, and they, they, they took, like, some of the comics and showed you, and they were, like, 70s, and they were selling them for like 50 cents each. And I looked at the date and it happened the week before. And I went, son of a gun. You know, I would have gone. It was in Tampa and I would have gone there. You, See, know? you know, I'm not really like, I don't know anything about art. But I did know enough that this is more than 30 bucks. The frames are worth more than 30 well, bucks. And it has like the professional 
everything about it's it. It's professional. It's on that acid free yeah, stuff. Yeah, yeah. The back worth. has that paper that paper across the back of it. So it's, it's worth more than for thirty bucks. You'll probably get more than thirty um, bucks. I'm I'm thinking I'll probably triple to quadruple my money. That's best case. Worst case is I make ten or fifteen bucks. I don't care about that. I'll th- I threw it on Craigslist, and if it do- if it doesn't get bought up on Craigslist, it goes out with the yard sale stuff, and I'll make my money. You know. Now, have I, you have you ever gone to an auction and bought a lot? But that's too expensive. Well, that that's what this was. This is all one. Sh- this is this all was one, a lot of paintings. one lot. Did they actually show you them? Or they yeah, they were all there. In fact, you go there the day before. This this place has antiques, and it's the first Sunday of every month. Did they have books? They don't have a lot of. They didn't have a lot of books in this one. Uh, every month it's different. So I go there the first Saturday of every month and I look around. Like after we do our show, we should go down together sometime because yeah. it's fun. Yeah. The first Saturday of every month, and you walk around and you look at stuff and it's all kind of old crazy stuff, you know. And then uh, then you go the next day and, and get immediately outbid because <laughs> sure. because uh, I I put a price on stuff and I just don't go over it because I, I don't get in those bidding wars and I don't. You know, stuff is worth what it's worth to me, and that's just the way it is. Yeah. You know, that's yeah, how you stay out of trouble. Cause were it, there a lot of people there? Yeah, yeah. It's it was full. I and in fact, the the, the Waterford Crystal that I don't. Okay. Backtracking a little bit, I put some Waterford Crystal into this thing because I don't know crap about Waterford Crystal. It was given to us in boxes because they just wanted to get rid of it. Normally, I sell stuff on my own because I know no that way no one else is taking a cut of it. But I know when I'm out of my when I'm out of my league, I don't know shit about Waterford. I could have put that out there, and then all of a sudden somebody comes up, I'll give you five bucks. I'll be like, is that good? I don't know, you know. So I put it in there and let the market do what it did, you know. And after commission came out with uh, 175 bucks for free, so I don't mind that. Might have been worth more, but I don't care. It's stupid crystal. Who gives a crap about crystal? You know. Yeah. The damn paintings. Yeah, tons of paintings, tons of. There's all kinds of stuff. There's all kinds of war war memorabilia is so war memorabilia is so expensive. If I found stuff from wars, it's worth thousands of dollars. Like like unused grenades. (laughs) No, no, like 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 uh, guys uh, uh, vests and suits and stuff like that, or or like memorabilia. It's so weird. It's so weird. All right, let's go to some music. We'll be right back with more other shenanigans. You'll kill them all. It's what they would want me to do, Gary. They would happily give their lives for the good of the world, something you don't understand. There has to be another way. There's nobody left to stop Kim Jong-il. Let me go. You. You're a butt-fucking quitter.
So, uh, you an artist or something? Uh, yeah. You do paintings or? Yeah, paintings. Okay, great. Mm-hmm. What do you paint mostly? I don't know, just people and fruit and shit. When he made Pearl Harbor I miss you more than that movie missed the point And that's an awful lot, girl And now, now you've gone away And all I'm trying to say Is Pearl Harbor sucked And I miss you Red Book, on or off campus, is now on the screen. The Harrod Experiment. We want to welcome you to Harrod. The question, how were these selections of roommates made? They were made very carefully. Did you expect someone like me? Well, no, I didn't expect someone like you. Do you think maybe we could wait till it's right? I get the feeling that you've been saying that a long time. Go gently. Cinerama Releasing presents The Harrod Experiment. Rated R, under 17, not admitted without parent. Wait a minute. Wait a minute, Doc. Uh, are you telling me that you built a time machine? Out of a DeLorean? The way I see it, if you're going to build a time machine into a car, why not do it with some style? They chickened out. Yep. Much like Doc making a, a, a bomb out of pinball parts for the terrorists. Like that, yeah. That's not true at all. Hey, that was Bob Goblin. I should be more prepared. That was Bob Goblin's newest CD, Love Lost for Bloodlust. So go out and buy that. Go to Bob Goblin, bobgoblin.com and, uh, and and order it. You can pay what you want for a download or you can buy the CD like I did and they give you free stickers and stuff. It's really stuff, cool. Yeah. Oh, dude, they're so cool. <laughs> they sent me the, the CD for ten or for nine ninety nine, so 10 bucks. You get the free download for, for audio and they send you a CD and they give you stickers and they're cool as hell. So, do, they have, do they have vinyl? Not that I saw. Okay. Yeah, but you know, Good. that's all right. Maybe coming soon, maybe. Maybe coming soon. I and along with your band, I I got two new bands that said yes, use our stuff. I just had to figure out how to get their junk and uh, their music, and we'll be <laughs> not junk. You know what I'm saying? Well, no, but I mean, didn't they give you links to where their music? Well, was? one of them did said to SoundCloud and YouTube. So I have to like, I just had to. I I don't know if I can get it off of SoundCloud like for free. Like, I don't know if I can drag it off of SoundCloud. I think I can, well, but if I, I can, mean, I'll figure it out. I mean, somebody, somebody sent me some comic files. It wasn't on SoundCloud, but it was mm. on copy.com. And all mm. I did was, da- there was just, the link had a download button, and you just downloaded it on the computer. 
I don't know if SoundCloud is like that, but you know, possibly. Hey, whatever, man. We're really cr- we're cranking on some bands though. Yeah, it seems like people are like being you know nice, so good. Thank you. Please keep Especially doing that. Especially since we're not making any money and we're promoting your music. And we're making nothing. All you need is one person. Like I was talking about Guided by Voices. All you need is one person to give you a, back in the, the 2000s a mixtape to like something, to go out and buy something, and how you do you find f- their music. How do you, you find music? You find music by just stumbling upon it, and you're like, I dig this. When you I know? was a kid, there was a radio. Okay, we had the radio, the AM. Wow. A little bit of FM. But radio? I'm talking like, yeah. Radio. <laughs> Mexican. Whoa, whoa. Yeah, right. Radio. But um, I remember there was a kid in, in class, in high school, in arts class. He, he's like, hey, man, have you ever heard of a band called, like, Black Sabbath? And I'm like, um, I think so, but I haven't heard any much of their music. He goes, oh, I'll bring you an album. It's called Paranoid. It's really good. Yeah. That's how I found out about Black Sabbath. They weren't playing that much on the radio. but no. Some kids had older brothers or sisters that had this stuff. and Mob like, rules or something like that. You see something, yeah. you're like, oh, that sounds pretty cool. Yeah, it's like, hey, I got this one called Led Zeppelin too. It's really good. Or Deep Purple and Rock. And that's how I found out that some kid in school actually loaned me the, the, the vinyl. So that's wow. one way. You know, kids talking to each other, whatever. But in the 80s and in the late 70s and even in the 90s, you had radio and then you had college radio that would play the cool stuff. And then MTV, for a little while, started playing the cool stuff on some of their late night shows like um, Cutting Edge and stuff like that. But nowadays, I have no idea. Listen to our show. Yeah. And the indie circuit. And (coughs) And that's how you know what cool is. Yeah, exactly. Otherwise, you're a loser. Also, anyway, yeah. So, I'm trying to think what else happened. Oh, then I did that video shoot. So, Sunday was that auction. Then, uh, Monday, Tuesday was work. Then, Wednesday, Wednesday, I took a vacation day to go work on the video project. Mm-hmm. Oh, my God, was that a lot of work for... What was it? It was... Um, this is very odd. It was an interesting shoot. Um, I've done a lot of work... Not a lot. I've done some work with his video crew... And usually we're doing concerts or something like that, and that's and that's fun. That's cool. You're seeing music. This was, uh, I was a PA, production assistant for a infomercial. Oh, cool! And this infomercial was filmed at a house in St. Pete that was, from what I could tell, a multi-million-dollar house. Nice. I was kind of amazed because uh, we're putting holes in the walls. Was it in downtown St. Pete? I don't know. I can't. I don't know. Not not downtown St. Pete. Like, it was in one of those, like, weird off of 62nd, off of 16th, off of, off okay. of, off of. All right, all right. But yeah, it was this gigantic house. And it's like, it was so big. It's so, like, and you're like, oh, I live in a hovel. I think I, I, I don't mind my house, but then you go into one of those places and you're like, damn, man. Yeah. You see how the other half lives and you kind of get sad. But anyway. The one percenters. Yeah, the one percenters. So. This is just a. It was. It was just this weird product, and we're filming. These models are coming in to do like their shoots. And it was crazy though. If people understood how much work and layers of bullshit go into like a two-minute commercial or a thirty-second commercial, they wouldn't believe it. They wouldn't believe you until you saw the pictures, because it's like it's stupid. You know, like, like we were in these huge rooms, like, these gigantic rooms, and there'd be a model sitting on a couch with her phone, and, and the whole thing was like, oh, this app or this thing, and she's on this phone. From that f- model on that couch, the tripod and the camera was in front of her, about two feet, 
every side of her was a filter, a light. Behind that, a filter, a light. Behind that, a shade, a, f a filter, a light. You couldn't walk in these gigantic 20 by 20 rooms and you're filming four seconds of a model on a couch. Wow. And that's every shot. Every shot is, oh, okay, it's a different phone. Break it down, relight it. Filters, lights, filters, lights, filters, filters, lights, filters, guy. Okay, do that. Do that again. Do that again. Do that again. Do that again. Do it again. Do it again. Do it again. Okay, next shot. Move it three feet over to the left. Put up the lights. Put up the filters. Put up the lights. Put up the filters. It's... People would be like, what? And and that's when I started sitting there thinking like, because you do have a lot of, it's one of those things where you, you bust your ass, you bust your ass, you bust your ass, then you just kind of sit around, leaning on the shovel, as they say in the government work, waiting, 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 because you're not doing anything while they're doing that stuff. And you're just kind of sitting, and I'm kind of thinking, I was like, thinking of the creature feature, and I was like, you know... I don't want the creature feature to ever be what I'm looking at <laughs> right now. I, d I just don't want it to be that ever. That's like boring. Like and you see it, and there's a monitor. There's a monitor there, and the dude. And look, this this guy was really good at what he did. It was a really well shot. I'm sure it was beautiful. But they're sitting there, and they'll put a filter in. They'll be like, mm, that blue filter warms it out nice. What about if you would do a a, a, a two sixty, and then you put a secondary filter. No, that looks a little bit too too auburn, and I'm like, oh my god, would you just shoot? Like, but it, so for I was there from 7 a.m. till uh, 8 at night, <laughs> and there was still some question about the people didn't like one or two of the models. They're probably gonna do reshoots, and this is a two-minute infomercial about who gives a shit. Now, again. That's, my, how, that's how money's wasted. And and my job is not to care. I was given X amount. I go and I just put in my honest day's work. And that's all I do. I don't judge. I don't care. Whatever. I do whatever I'm told to do and I do it. These guys are probably paying 30 to 40 grand for this commercial. Holy shit. It's all I can say. You see that kind of stuff and you're like, huh. That's probably like Hollywood movies. Oh, yeah, no. And at one point, they were doing a shot inside of an office room, and they set up filter light, filter light, filter light, filter light. They went outside and put a, uh, like a gigantic light with a gigantic filter through the window for more ambient light. And I'm like, are you kidding me? Are you kidding? Now, I guarantee this guy's going to edit it. Well, I can't guarantee it. I would edit and say, wow, every shot's so goddamn beautiful, I don't even have to edit this. But that's probably not what's going to happen. <laughs> he's, he's probably going to ingest it and be like, I can't work with this blue screen garbage. And you're like, what? That's, that's uh, you know, I mean, I'm imagining that's the way some like big budget movies are. And that's, that's what drives people crazy. That's Well, that is, that was indicative of the waste of... Of what movies are. Well, do you remember remember that story that um, the director told us about? He was reading about Stanley Kubrick. Doing 600 takes. Like 150 takes of a scene from The Shining till like, you know, Nicholson was like... Going, I'm going to kill you. I'm going to kill you. And he goes, okay, I think I got the shot now. 
It's like that's this is the same thing. It's like this freaking like crazy game, you know. And every time someone rushes in and brushes some makeup, brushes some makeup, fix the hair. There's a flare on the hair. Fix the thing. Do the light. Okay, go. Action. Swipe the phone. It's like a two-second motion. Okay, do it again. Okay, do it again. Okay, come on in. Hold, cut. Come in. There's a little bit of shine on her forehead. There's a little bit of thing. Like, you're like, oh, my God. Oh, my God. And then the owner comes in. He's like, ah, that, that, shouldn't that be a bigger phone? Oh, my God. Well, we just re- strike it, reset everything. You're like. Yeah, after a while, <laughs> you, you try to think, well, how perfect is perfection? There is, and you're chasing something that's not possible. Yeah, exactly. You're chasing your own tail is what you're now, doing. Now, honestly, this guy was a really great director. Um, he was, and he was fine to work with. I'm not, I'm not bashing him. I'm just, I'm kind of like, this, that, this represented all that what the movie industry is to me in reality. <laughs> it's just wastefulness to be wasteful. Like I kind of think, in some degree, Ed Woods of the world, the the local guy who just does two or three takes and keeps going. To the real deal. They're the real deal. The 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 stecklers of the world. That's Steckler. the real deal. This this obsessive compulsive layer upon layer of bullshit that gives you a fake sheen you can stick it give, give me the real thing if you want somebody you, you know you want a crazy blonde in the back of a, a roadster as they're throwing bottles at somebody well then do it and that's pe- it like you know not because people aren't stupid people can see when look, I'll give you an example when when you're when you're talking about something Regardless of whatever it is, uh-huh. it could be like a beer, it could be like a spray can, a paint, it could be like whatever. When people see that you're like passionate about it, you're real. They they they, they respond as opposed to just like making it look really. It's like it's like shining sh- shit or shinola. You know, you shit or shinola. Uh, yeah, you can't sh- <laughs> you can't polish a turd. They're trying to polish. You turds. can't polish a toid. They're polishing turds. You know, no, and that's mean. and that's all it is. And honestly, and they got the overacting. And that's, I mean, infomercials by themselves are very hilarious to watch when I you watch when you watch them and you see I those guys em. and they're just like, yeah, I was this and this is my thing and stuff. Billy Mays and uh, Billy Mays is just hilarious yeah. to me. You know, and that's. That's what the... I mean, it's almost like a, a parody of itself to me. I really do hate infomercials. Infomercials killed the Late Late Show. Infomercials make money for the TV stations so they don't have to pay for progr- for bro- programming. For actual programming. For actual programming. So they make, they're giving this video and they make all this money so it's easy money for them, you know, yeah. and it's like bullshit. See, and this guy's the king of it because I was walking around in a million dollar house. Yeah, this house was insane. Go. It was so. So the guy beautiful. who owned the house was a director. No, the the guy, but the guy that owned the house was there, and he was very approachable, a nice guy. Hmm. Everyone I met that day was very nice. I, I'm sure. And I and I so if you were listening to this and you were on that set or whatever, I'm not talking crap about nothing. I'm kind of looking at the whole the whole process as like, holy shit, I could I could shave off a few layers of that bullshit and get to the heart of it pretty quick. But that's I'm I mean I'm low budget I'm 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 the Ed Wood that cuts and goes I'm that's my brain I mean I mean on one hand I understand you want it to look as good as possible because it's like an infomercial on the other hand when you obsess so much about it 
It just seems like it's just an exercise and, in stupidity. In futility, futility. Or stupidity. The other thing that, that is amazing to me. I'm moving... The, the guy that came here... The, the guy that was there at the same time as me... I, I always go early because I just go places early. The guy shows up and he has a van. And he was like the lighting guy and, and, you know, and that kind of stuff. And I help him unload. I'm moving this stuff. He rents it because he doesn't buy it. One of the things of lights, there's four lights, and it has these, these diodes that, that make it bright or whatever like that. One thing of four lights was $2,500. Oh, God. One stand was $700. Like, the guy had in his van, which he rented, the lighting was like $20,000. And you're like... What the? This is four freaking light bulbs, man! What the shit? Like, and they always say, "Oh, well, now they're getting cheaper because of LEDs and all that kind of stuff." And then immediately they're like, "Well, LEDs don't give you that warm amber that is thing and stuff." And you're like, "Man, I ain't got twenty five hundred bucks to light one of five. My God! And then the the filters and the screens and all that stuff. Everything was like thousands of dollars thousands of dollars and I'm moving them up and down steps I was a tired bitch on Friday or on, on Thursday oh, I, yeah, I, I drug my ass to work and I could barely stand because if you live in Florida you ain't so used to steps and this had steps and the first two shots were upstairs and then the next ones were downstairs and there was a lot of carrying heavy <laughs> shit that you had to be careful because you can't scuff the millionaire's wall and you can't break the $2,500 light so you walk like you're carrying a baby. <laughs> yeah, <it laughs> but makes, hey, it makes sense. Money's money, and, and but you know, and it, at the end of the day, I hope it's a great commercial. I don't know. I'm sure it will be. I'm just saying. What, the what guy had a good eye. It was. I mean, he shot really well. It was. I I'm don't have saying, that. Patience. I'm just saying it's overkill. You know. Yeah, I don't have that patience. I'd be like one or two times. I'd be like, we're. That's fine. I, mean, I, I good, can see you know? in movies. Where they do reshoots from different angles for coverage, like if mm. they lose a scene or they need to go back and do something, they have a backup scene. Or you have to have some a, a splice that makes it interesting. Because yeah. if you just sit there statically, people go to sleep. So you have to, okay, go to camera B, and it's the same shot from a slightly different angle. That's that's fine. I get it, but I I don't know. The guy was professional, man. It was it was, right, it was on yeah, point. Yeah, I mean, you know, you 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 well, I don't know if you have enough. I, I mean, I watched. Uh, uh, docu- uh, uh, whatchamacallit um, for the man with the extra eyes they had like a commentary by Corman he was talking about the shots that he was doing but he had them planned out in advance and you know he did the movie in like two weeks of shooting dude I guarantee Corman is so hardcore He just, he's no waste he has no waste I mean he probably is like a 40 waste but I'm saying he doesn't he's yeah, not right. wasteful And but I mean that dude he doesn't do takes I mean, he does takes, three, but I mean... Three or four, man. He doesn't do a hundred takes, and he does, he probably has those lights, but he knows what's what, and it's... it's He's got the guys that know how to do it, yeah. Dude, and they're just hardcore, and they go in there, yeah, gonzo shoot, style, shoot, and blast Shoot a it. movie for two weeks, and maybe another three weeks to edit it, and boom, in the theaters. I've heard of some one-minute commercials taking three to four weeks to shoot. It's crazy. <laughs> no shit. That's insane. That'll drive the actor crazy. But then again, they probably don't care. They're making the money. They don't care. Yeah. They're just sitting there swiping a phone. One more music break. We'll be right back with not that talk anymore. I want you to think about all those mean people. They're going to be your tackling fuel. Tackling fuel. We're going to use them to play football. Tackling fuel. I'm singing a song. (laughs) 
All right, and that was our old friend Psycho Sanchez Supergroup. I played uh, Belgrave Road. Psycho Sanchez sells his soul. Very nice. Thank you, Psycho Sanchez. Uh, Saturday Night Punk Rock, and welcome to Psycho World. Pretty crazy group, man. Yeah. These guys are all right. Are <laughs> they local or no? Mm-mm, no. Oh, okay. Uh, but, yeah, very good. They've been with us for quite some time. They signed on, and uh, I was very thankful to get them. I should go out and uh, see if they have any uh, other stuff there. I know one of the problems is I, I these these bands say yes, and I say, oh, that's awesome, and I grab what I can grab, and I never revisit. These bands are still putting stuff out, and I just have one snapshot. I have to go out and kind of like... You have to look for the website and find new stuff. Yeah, just grab. grab whatever I can grab. New stuff, old stuff. Get some variety going, you know. You know, I, I was here's an interesting story. I was talking to my buddy in North Carolina, a Kirby guy, and he was mentioning that um, he goes to like clubs there to see like bands or musicians play yeah. or whatever. And he's saying that like he was talking to one of them was a friend of his, and he goes like, you know, I mean, I love playing clubs because it's intimate and you get it for people. You play oh, your it's music. so nice. You can meet the guys. You can meet them. Right, right, right. But he goes, you know what the problem is now? It's like if you get like if you're able to play a festival. It's so much more money and so much more like you know, kids are kids are not going to clubs anymore. They're like going to festivals now and seeing a oh, bunch like of like they're like oh I can see, but then there's security, then there's video cameras, like what I did, yeah. and they're they're away from it. They're not intimately set, you know. So so this guy was saying yeah I don't mind playing clubs and stuff like that, but I really there's more money for it and for me in playing festivals. So if I get invited for a festival, I'll make like five times more money than... Cut and dry. But Do but, your shit and leave. But you know? the problem is, it's if you're going to play a festival, you're going to have to have a band because you're not going to do 
Mr. Acoustic guy like you <laughs> do in a club. So you have to have a band, but that's where it seems like that's where it's going now. People don't want to go to clubs anymore that much. They want to go to big, you know, festivals and get like, you know, that's the the the, the new hip thing the millennials like these oh, days. Yikes. You know? So oh, whatever. But those are fun too. I mean, I shouldn't I shouldn't poo poo on them because I mean, even the sixties and seventies, that festivals were big. Oh, there. You know, back then, like I can't say. For a fact, because I didn't go to them, but I know I went to a couple of shows that were outdoor shows, and even in the 70s, a lot of them were just big, stinky, hippie things, and yeah. it wasn't good. <laughs> well, I, I'll I'll say I have an insight, of course, because I I'm the video crew for a lot of these festivals. Yeah. To me, I don't know. I look at the lineup. I don't know any of the bands. I'm not young and hip anymore. I sorry everyone. Um, I look at the bands. I go. Eh. And I get a camera, and I see the screaming fans, and I see the people. The bands kind of come out. They do their shtick. The curtain drops. The roadies start ripping shit apart, and the next band's comes out, and they just do their shtick. And no one... Other than the people that they're told to like the most, they're all the same. I've eaten dinner. I've eaten at craft services. I've, ha- I've sat down with uh, with these bands and ha- and listened to them talk. And I listen to everyone talk behind the scenes because I sit. I'm a quiet guy. I'm the quiet. No one notices me because I'm wearing the, all the black garb because that's what roadies wear. And I sit there and I listen and I listen and I listen and I listen. It's all the same shit. Every band's the same. Every group's every. It's all like kind of. It's become like that machine where. It's the same crap. Yeah. Now, a couple bands I went up to and I said, "Hey, I, I really, you know, dug you," and and they were cool. They were appreciative. They're still musicians. They're still, you know, nice. But for the most part, it's it's almost like a stereotype, you know. So the festivals I think are a way for kids to pl- pay twenty five bucks, put a lot of selfies on this on Facebook, hmm. saying, "Look at all these bands I saw. I'm hip. Yeah. Remember how hip I am." I got that twirly mustache, and I'm wearing suspenders, so I gotta be hip. <laughs> and you're like, son of a bitch, you're not. But anyway, and whatever. I, and a bun on my head. I got a bun on my head, so that's cool. And then, and then that's it. Like, it's a way to selfie yourself uh, with a lot of bands, and you're like, oh, oh man. man, I was I was at Publix the other day, <laughs> and I, fu- I saw my first live man bun. I was like, oh. <laughs> I go. It's like it's, it's gotten here. And I saw, I've seen quite. A, I saw quite a few on our trip up to Asheville, which I'm sure you Kirby told me got. Asheville. Kirby guy. I told Kirby guy will be like, boom! I know there was I a man bun. I told him last night. I go, listen, dude. I was. Yeah. I saw the. It's. It. I saw the weirdest things. I can't believe it got here already. But I was at Publix. And I saw a man bun. And he the even, internet. The he, internet brings it so fast he, now. He even said, oh, we got plenty of those here. And I go, yeah, I know. I was told by uh, somebody who was there. <laughs> you're, like, I, told, I was told by Mao. He did some recon. I, man buns everywhere. I, I should have gone up to the guy and go, can I take a picture of that ball on your head? <laughs> I'll do a selfie with your man bun, bro. Is, is, that like a, is that like your hair or is that like a, a tumor that's uh-huh. growing out of it's your head? It's not a tumor at all. It's not a tumor. It's my hair. I was uh. like, oh. Cool. Yeah. Yeah, anyway. That's it. All right, we're done for the night. You done? Yeah, I'm done. We're done. We're good. All right. Thanks for listening, everyone. This has been Bunch of Dorks. My name is Mal with me, as always. Dr. Morbius. This has been Couple of Dorks. 335? 335, Yep, 335. We'll see you next week, everyone.